All right, welcome everybody. Ross Brand here for StreamYard Connect. It's the gear show. You've requested it, so we're going to do it. We're going to talk all about live streaming gear, gear for audio and video, and take you sort of inside my studio. Not really a studio tour so much as how my gear evolved, how I got started, and how we got to the place that we're at right now. So it's going to be fun. Let's start the show. Hey gang, welcome to StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. We're here every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. And this is the show where we talk all things StreamYard and live streaming. We talk about the industry. We typically bring on guests who uh, provide insights into business and into how they're using uh, live video and audio and marketing and all different types of areas from musicians to athletes to um, people just starting out to people way down the road as far as live streaming goes, but people who bring expertise in a certain area and are fun to chat with as well. But today's going to be a solo show, and I've gotten this request more and more over the past several weeks. Ross, what gear are you using how did you set up your studio? How did you get started? How did you get to this point? And so I think it makes for a fun show. So we're going to move through the early stages quickly and get into uh, my setup and gear and and how I go about putting that together, what I recommend, where you can find resources. I know a lot of people are going to have questions about this, so Here's, here's how we're going to do this. Um, I want to take your questions. Put gear in the chat in capital letters. G-E-A-R, -G all caps, right? I know you know how to spell it. Uh, uh, colon, and then ask a one-line question. Okay? This isn't going to be tech support for StreamYard stuff. Um, we're going to deal during this show only with the gear you use to live stream. So if you have a question about what microphone, where to upgrade, what to get, what to use, um, it, 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 uh, this or that kind of question, this microphone or that microphone, a yes or no question or a short answer question is what we're looking for because we're going to do some lightning rounds as we move along welcome to everybody watching on youtube savvy turtle is here christmas on crestline uh gee tuber the night reader tarot uh coco loco sports and uh my skies 5d official gold digger and then over on facebook welcome as well justin ebert is here of course the great jesse guthrie is here anna maria James, Sherry, Hugo, Michael Daniels, Digit, Mart, Metal, Detecting UK over on uh, YouTube. Michael's on YouTube as well. So we're streaming to Facebook on the StreamYard Facebook page. We're streaming to YouTube on the StreamYard YouTube channel. And of course, we are also going to Periscope and Twitter. So whatever your favorite platform is, we talked about it last week. What's your favorite platform for watching live video? We got three great ones for you. And 
Uh, we're so glad that you are able to join us. Let's get to the news and what's going on with StreamYard, and then we can move right into the gear questions as we move forward here on live stream, live stream gear show or live video gear show. Easy for me to say. Okay, so uh, this is StreamYard, of course. You know where you know it, you love it. But if you're not using it yet, check it out: livestreamuniverse.com/streamyard. Livestreamuniverse.com/streamyard. You see the co-founders Gage and Dan. Gage on the left, Dan on the right. Uh, StreamYard has three pillars that really tell a lot of the story about what makes it a special app: ease of use, stability and professional-looking streams. And, of course, you can go to many different destinations. You can go to Facebook, LinkedIn. If you have access to stream on LinkedIn, you can go to YouTube. You can go to Periscope, which gets you on Twitter. You can go to your Twitch channel. And uh, you can also use custom RTMP to go to other channels that don't have a built-in integration. So... Those are your options. I use RTMP if I stream to Amazon Live, uh, but usually I use the, the built-in integrations. You can go to, I believe, three destinations on the basic plan and eight destinations on the pro plan. So just another, another one of the great features that we have. I also want to give a big shout-out and thank you to Jesse Guthrie from StreamSense Media. Com. As I mentioned last week, we are evolving the look of the show over the course of this 12-episode season that we're doing. Uh, and last week, Jesse showed us the uh, the sort of the two-up look, right, where you, with the, the thumbnail side-by-side side when you're doing an interview. This week, he's providing a, a background that's perfect for a solo show with a screen share or when you're on by yourself with a screen share before an interview. So he does terrific work. He's got some packages for StreamYard and we really appreciate that. And I'm working on the graphic cards uh, that I'm showing, uh, such as the card to uh, my side for the screen share. So we're Kind of, kind of redoing the look a little bit of the show as we go along, and you can see what's possible with StreamYard. It's, it's something that anything that I'm doing here is possible for anyone to do. I'm using the tools that StreamYard gives us in order to shape the look and the layout of the show. So we got some exciting news as far as StreamYard goes. We've got three heavy hitters from YouTube who are going to be joining the StreamYard family and hosting shows on StreamYard later on this month. Daniel Batal, Nick Nimmin, and D Nimmin. Um, you should check out their channels on YouTube, and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, having them join the StreamYard lineup. They're going to be doing shows here on StreamYard's channel, maybe on their own channel as well. More details to follow, but I'm excited that these three heavy hitters are going to be joining the StreamYard lineup of shows and the StreamYard family. Again, Daniel Batal, Nick Nimmin, and Dean Nimmin, uh, all well over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Nick's probably, I don't know, maybe around 700,000. Daniel 
and D went over 100,000 not so long ago. Both of them built up their channels very quickly. So uh, if you like live streaming to YouTube in particular, these are going to be great people to have on our side and, and sharing their wisdom and, and also very entertaining and just good people. So glad to see that uh, Daniel Batal, Nick Nimmin, and D Nimmin will be joining StreamYard. As far as what's going on in the industry, a couple of things caught my eye. Amazon Music is adding in-app live streaming, according to Music Ally and several other sources. This is not uh, a rumor. This is something that's, that's happening. We've talked in the past about Amazon Music adding podcasts, as will Amazon add podcasts, but so will the Amazon Music app. The Amazon Music app is adding live streaming uh, because they see how popular live streaming has been, first of all, uh, since since the pandemic and people have been at home and so forth. A lot of artists who can't have con- can't put on concerts are using live streaming with StreamYard and Zoom and other live streaming platforms in order to go live on Facebook and YouTube and Periscope and reach their audiences. It's the the only way they can do it right now. And people have loved it, and they particularly loved kind of the stripped-down, broadcasting-from-home feel of things, not super high-tech or, you know, high-fidelity or whatever the expression is. It's just people love that interaction that they get, the stories between the songs and the stripped-down version. So uh, all different types of music can now be streamed on Amazon Music, so... While you're doing your on-demand streaming of recorded music or recorded shows, artists now will have the ability to go live on their artist page and live stream. And that could be a variety of things. We'll see how it, it develops. I imagine some will be concerts, some will be chats and at-home uh, communication or stripped-down versions of of their music. Um, it's exciting. The other thing that's interesting, and I don't, I haven't heard anything about this, but it's worth keeping an eye on because Amazon music is adding podcasts. If you are a podcaster, I'm curious if eventually you'll have a podcast page. And from that podcast page, can you live stream on Amazon music? My guess right now is no, but I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, I don't even know if if uh, they've put the podcasts up on the Amazon Music uh, app yet, but they're coming, and they've been reaching out to people to apply and making connections with the different podcast hosting and media apps so that they can distribute their podcast to Amazon and to Amazon Music. The other story that uh, caught my eye, CNET, had a story about GoPro, and they're launching live streaming as well. You'd live stream, I imagine, right from your GoPro to their website, and it's going to be part of a paid tier service uh, through their website. But if you have a GoPro and you want to live stream that way, you can live stream from your GoPro to the GoPro website if you're on a paid plan. That is the news. This is live video gear on the StreamYard Connect 
show. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome, Sherry. Welcome, Brian, Johnny, Brad Friedman, Woody, Julie. Thanks all so much. Dana Benz is here. Great to see you. Denise, Rami, Kurt. Uh, thank you, everybody. Mark, Rachel. Appreciate you all being here. Brad Voigt. And here's what we're going to do. Let's get into the gear and let's start out with how I got started out. So when I first started live streaming, I had a background in radio, so I knew something about putting on a show, but I had no experience with video. I started really simple. I started with my MacBook Pro. It was a 2015 MacBook Pro, the same one I'm streaming from right now using StreamYard. Uh, I started with a Samsung Q2U USB microphone, at the time, uh, I think it was under $50. Right now, you can still get them for around $79. It's a USB microphone that also comes with an XLR cord and the ability to plug it into a mixing board or an audio interface mixer recorder as well. So it's a very versatile microphone. I think for the price, it sounds great. I used it for about the first two two to three years that I was doing this, that I was live streaming, and I had no complaints at all. I was really pleasantly surprised with how good of a microphone that was. So that was really my main purchase, and I got a, a newer boom arm. They still sell them on Amazon for $13.99, and they're terrific for holding up a handheld, you know, not a, a super heavy mic like the one I'm using here, but a handheld mic. And that's pretty much all, all you need. The uh, Samson, I believe, comes with a foam windscreen that you can put on top of the microphone, and you're pretty much good to go. I always prioritize audio over video uh, because most of what the content that I'm delivering is in audio form. So, that's what I started with, a microphone, a boom arm, and I threw some consumer headphones on, and away I went. And that's how I got started. I opened up the MacBook Pro. I used the built-in webcam for oh, well over a year. This is like 2015 to 20 and 2016. So things were a little bit different than the, certainly the baseline has risen with so many more people using external webcams and, and, and other stuff. But still, I, I was largely sitting in the dark using the built-in webcam, but through the audio side, I definitely was able to uh, make a contribution through live streaming. And, and that's how I got started. After about a year to a year and a half, I added the Logitech C922X webcam to replace the built-in webcam, and I used that webcam up until six months ago, maybe. So that was my primary camera. Now, the one thing I would say as far as the Logitech C922X or the Logitech C920, both are fabulous webcams. As far as webcams go, for the price, I'm all, I'm all for them. All I would say is be careful because there's such a demand for them with everybody using Zoom for work and so forth that on some websites, the prices get really, really uh, jacked up. So you want to look at places that will still be selling it. I'm trying to be very political here. Places that will still be selling it 
at list price despite the increase in demand. Uh, so you shouldn't be paying more than like $110 for Logitech C922X. The Logitech C920 should be under $100. Both of them are really, really good uh, webcams. Okay, so at, at a, about a couple, year and a half two, to two years in, I started thinking about audio. The first thing I did was I got a professional industry standard interview mic. Not something I would use to host shows in the studio, but something that was really good for going out in the field and doing, doing interviews. I went with the Electrovoice RE50, uh, terrific mic for doing interviews at conferences, at sporting events, at any type of crowded, noisy environment. It just picks up the sound. Your guest doesn't have to have good mic technique. Even if you forget to move the mic back and forth, it will still pick up very well because uh, it's an omnidirectional mic and it has very low handling noise. So that was my first foray, let's say, into professional gear. The next step, probably about, let's say that was maybe a year and a half into things, uh, about two years or more, two, two and a half years into things, I then went to the Shure SM7B microphone. When I had worked in radio, every radio station I worked for had either an Electrovoice RE20 or a Shure SM7B. And I left the house thinking I was going to get the RE20, which I liked better when I was working in radio. But I went down, I tested them both out several times and decided that the Shure was the right one for me. Those are, to me, the perfect microphones for many people, not for everybody. Microphones are very specific to your voice. So what sounds good on me may not sound good on you. What sounds good on you may sound terrible for me. I compared those two microphones with an even more expensive microphone and the more expensive microphone, which was, I think, $50 more than the RE20, and it sounded horrible with my voice. So th those two are, to me, like the pinnacle, uh, but there's a lot of good mics out there, and hopefully we can talk about them a little bit, uh, if not today on another show. But, uh, I would say if you're starting out in audio, start out with a USB mic. If you don't have a mic and you don't have a, a mixer or audio interface, start with that USB mic. You can plug it right into your computer. I recommend the Samson Q2U. I think it's a little bit better than the ATR 2100, although I haven't tried the ATR 2100X. There's also the ATR, I think it's ATR 2005 or AT2005, which is really like the other two microphones that I just mentioned. So all three of those have the same basic build and same basic working capacity. I just think that the Samson is a little bit warmer and richer mic. For my voice, that works better. For others, maybe they prefer the ATR2100, but I think most people, when they compare the two, find that they like the Samson better. Um, and then there's a lot of options for upgrading your audio that we can get to as well. Of course, the the piece of gear that I fell in love with more than any <laughs> is the Sound Devices Mix Pre 3. 
and that is an audio interface. It's a mixer and it's a recorder and it works as all three at one time. So right now I am using it to plug my mic into as a preamp and it can more than give enough gain, more than enough power volume for uh, a gain hungry, low output mic like the Shure SM7B. And then also I'm listening back to the computer. If I had a guest, I would hear my guest back through the mixer uh, that's built into it. And I also can record the audio if I want to get a really high quality recording for the podcast or I want to get separate tracks. Uh, so that's, that's and, and I can fit it in the palm of my hand. I can attach a camera to it and take it on film shoots. I can use it for just about everything audio wise it's definitely pro gear at a consumer within the consumer price range so it's it's an amazing amazing accomplishment by sound devices coming up with the the mix pre line of audio interfaces mixers and recorders so now we come to this year okay i have been live streaming for about five years so we come to this year and I finally decide, okay, it's time to upgrade the video quality and start going to the next level with video. I'd been using the webcam and just basically house lamps on uh, either side of me. Of course, having StreamYard helped because StreamYard's so, such good quality and so stable that it enabled me to, with good internet, to really upgrade things pretty quickly without a lot of work. Um, the first thing was when StreamYard added the green screen. I got the green screen. Didn't love how that worked with my webcam, although it, it works fine for most people. It's just that my space was so small, it was tough. I'm going to take a drink of water. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves for a second. Okay, so I got the Elgato green. <coughs> I got the Elgato green screen, and that was something I didn't think I would like. I was never into green screens. I didn't really know all that much about them, to be honest. And I figured they were a lot of work and very hard to do well. So what I did was. I tried it, and once I tried it, I really loved it. I mean, my background was basically two doors, a doorknob, a light switch. <laughs> and now, you know, you might think that I'm sitting here in a studio, and, I, you know, I, I've got the branding up for StreamYard Connect and uh, just kind of really enjoying using the green screen. Sometimes I think it might be fun to just do a show called, you know... <laughs> Uh, green screen backgrounds or <laughs> fun with green screens and just play around and see what everybody's got for green screens. So welcome, Dr. Tachi. Thanks so much for joining us. Jaden's here. Thank you. Good to see you. Uh, thank you to everybody who has uh, joined us here on StreamYard Connect. So we've got the green screen. Now, what do we do? We've got to light the green screen. So I'm going to jump ahead, hopefully one slide. Uh, bear with me one second. If I jump ahead here, Michael Kinney, who was a guest on uh, this show 
probably early this year. Terrific guest, has worked in broadcasting, documentary filmmaking, been an actor. He's been in the professional broadcasting business for around 30 years. And he recommended these LED light panels to me. And they're from Viltrox. Uh, the the number's up on the screen. You can screenshot it if you want. They're They're like $37. And I bought two of them. And they come with a battery or they come with a, uh, you know, the ability to plug them into, into the wall. I got both. And I would say you definitely should get the AC adapter because you don't want to have to charge it every time you live stream. So these two lights sit in front of me at about 45 degree angles. And one is sort of the primary light. It's a little bit closer than the 45 degree angle it's a little bit brighter the other one is what they call the fill light and so it's not as bright but it prevents a lot of shadowing hopefully and fortunately this room lets in a good amount of natural light during the day so i'm doing something you probably would be good to do better and that is i probably should have separate lights for my green screen but right now i'm able to light myself and my green screen with the same lights. But the, the best practice recommendation that I've learned about green screens is you should light the subject first and most bright, and then you light the green screen with even lighting uh, behind you. So that's that's a best practice that I'm, I'm at the moment not following, but hopefully it's uh, it's working with what I have. But I'm, I've been thrilled with these light panels. You can adjust the color temperature. You can adjust the intensity. They're really quick to set up and take apart. You can even put them on top of a camera and take it with you and uh, light your, your your shoot with a you know DSLR, mirrorless camera, uh, what have you. So, okay, we've got the lighting. We've got the green screen. The next stage was to go from the webcam to a mirrorless camera. Mirrorless cameras and DSLRs are cameras that let you change lenses and they have larger sensors than webcams or um, point-and-shoot cameras. And I went with the Sony A6400. I'd never used a webcam or mirrorless camera before and I decided that I wanted something with a really fast and really good autofocus and I can move around like this, and <laughs> this autofocus really stays on me. Um, I know from some people, Jim Harold, who was a show a guest on the show earlier this year, and we talked, and he said, you know, he put it into manual and dialed in with a certain lens, and he said he can't believe how much better the video is. But I'm I'm happy with the video as it is. Uh, it, it's a, it's definitely a, a big upgrade. I'm using the Elgato uh, Cam Link right now. I also use the ATEM Mini Pro, but right now I'm using the Elgato Cam Link as my capture card. Uh, perhaps the audio and video could be a little bit better uh, in sync, but that's something that I'm going to work on uh, through the ATEM Mini Pro to be able to sync up the audio and video or to adjust it within the Mix Pre 3, which has a delay as well. So that's kind of where I'm at as far as uh, the camera goes. And like I say, the ATEM Mini Pro from Blackmagic is a switcher. 
And basically, you can plug four HDMI cameras or cameras that, uh, you know, they, they may have a mini or a micro HD or, or a monitor with a full HD, whatever it is, HDMI, and you plug them into the ATEM Mini, and the ATEM Mini Pro or the ATEM Mini, whichever one, I'm, I got the Pro, enables you to switch those shots, and then it sends the final output to your computer as a webcam. So you're offloading, if you're doing a multi-camera show, you're offloading all that uh, video processing and video transfer to the ATEM Mini Pro. It's scaling the video, it's changing the shots, and then you send the final switched video, the final video, you output that, what you want to send to StreamYard, you output that, you select the Blackmagic ATEM Mini or ATEM Mini Pro as your camera, and then a single feed, it shows up as a webcam, and then you can do all the production, bring on your guests, do all the stuff that you normally do in StreamYard. It's just it comes from uh, a hardware device instead of coming from your camera either directly if it's a webcam or through a capture card if it's a mirrorless or, or DSLR camera. All right, next slide. All right, we talked about the LED light panels. Good light is so important. A few accessories that I love, and there's a, a ton of them that I, I will share some resources with. Uh, the accessories... I for for getting a, a heavier microphone, I got the Rode PSA one boom arm. A lot of pros use it. It's a it's a great boom arm. Heil makes a good one as well. Uh, important to have something that's sturdy to hold your mic. It's great to get the mic off your table, off your desk, and also be able to push it out of the way when you're done broadcasting. Uh, but this allows me to sit up straight and not have to bend over the mic on at, at the table and I can adjust it as I as I move around, although basically you want to set it and forget it most of the time. And it also won't pick up vibrations from my keyboard and and from my switcher and, and other things from won't pick up the, the sound of the fan and, and all that. So it's good to get it off the table. Another thing is you need if you're doing any type of mobile video or if you don't want to mount your, say, if you're using a webcam, you may find a better way than mounting it on your computer. So uh, a mini tripod comes really in handy. You can both hold it and you can, uh, you can set it on your table, your desk, and either put a, a, a phone into it or you can use it for a webcam or, a, you know, a, a mirrorless DSLR camera, whatever mini camcorder, and it's just great. Archon Mounts has them. Uh, I, those are the ones that I like for the mini. I, you always see me carrying those around when I'm out and about. Uh, the other thing that was amazing that I found, and I had no idea that this even existed or could be used, and that are these TP-Link power line adapters. And basically with video, as, as you probably know, you want to be hardwired through Ethernet. You don't want to use Wi-Fi because Wi-Fi has little drops and it's not really made for transferring video. Video transfers much better through a hardwired connection through Ethernet. 
Unfortunately, my router and my computer aren't that close to each other. So rather than stretch a cord a long, long way, (laughs) I got these two adapters. I learned this from Chris Curran. And I plug it into the wall. I plug my Ethernet cord into one. I plug the other one in and plug my Ethernet cord into the router. Uh, And basically, I'm sending the Internet through the power grid or through the power. I don't know. I'm not an electrician, but it works. And it's amazing. And so you're basically you're plugging it into a wall. They give you an, an outlet that replaces the outlet that you've used for this purpose and you plug your ethernet cable into that you plug it into your computer and now um my internet speed is just about as good as if i was hardwired directly into the router microphones too many to talk about at the moment um i have a list it's on my it's on my amazon shop amazon.com slash shop slash i ross brand i call it the best microphones or something like that i'm not saying that these are the best microphones for you or that there aren't other great microphones or better microphones than some of these but whatever you find within that list is a well-made well-built microphone that you could certainly feel good about giving a shot to and then it just depends on whether it's good for your voice or not, but these are all microphones I would not hesitate to recommend. And I've got a whole bunch of lists on the Amazon uh, shop there. So if you're interested, and you don't have to use my affiliate link, that's not what this is about. I have a, a, sh- a list set up for beginner essentials. I have a list set up for microphones, like I said. I, I have a list for my live streaming setup for remote audio and video. Uh, for mobile live streaming essentials and books by authors that I've interviewed. So if I've interviewed somebody who's watching and I didn't know you had a book or I haven't updated that and your book isn't there, let me know. Let's take a look at some of the questions. We appreciate everybody uh, sticking through this. It was a long explanation. Hopefully that was helpful and you enjoyed it. Uh Paul Ash says, gear, those plugs are uh, dedicated Wi-Fi. They're not the same as being hardwired. Um, I mean, the speed is, is, let's put it this way. For my internet, I get like about 85 up and 85 down when I use those adapters. When I use Wi-Fi, I get about 25 and 20 and 18 and 13. So, it's as, it's a it's just about the same as what I would get if I was hard hardwired. So it, it works. Um, but you may be right. I I don't know the uh, the, the specifics of of how it works. Uh, Michael Kenny wants to know what was the third mic you tried but didn't like the PR forty. Actually, the third mic that I tried. So I tried the Electro Voice RE twenty and the Shure SM seven B. Both are amazing mics. They were extremely close and very hard to for me to differentiate. They both really worked well. The other mic that I tried originally was the Electrovoice RE27. It's got a neodymium magnet and a higher output and a much brighter, higher-end sound. Uh, 
and it sounded really bad with my voice. I did, after that, one of the pro audio guys that was working with me at, at B&H suggested that I try the high LPR 40 that, you know, he said it doesn't work great for every voice, but for your voice, it might be good. I thought it was really good. I just like this mic a little bit better. I thought this mic and the RE 20 for me were better, but the high LPR 40 was really good. So it's an excellent mic. Uh, again, I would put it in slightly below, but it depends if it works best for your voice, then you know, it's it's the right mic for you. Bill said Ross is working hard for the community. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. Oh, here you go. Raphael says you need better AC, Ross. You're sweating too much. Yeah, I'm in this is the hottest room, and somehow the AC vents don't work as well as with other rooms. Michael Kenny says, looks great without the separate lighting. Thank you, Michael, and thank you for the recommendations. So glad you're here. Uh Michael Shukran says, I'm using StreamYard in YouTube. I hope PayPal can use to pay premium, uh, that would be a question for customer service. I, I just don't, uh, I'm not knowledgeable about the different ways to pay. Uh, let's see. Dr. Tachi says that she loves the light panels. Yeah, I mean, using these LED light panels is a, is, is a game changer for sure. Brad Friedman concurs on the uh, C920. The Logitech says he's had it for years. Uh, uh, Jeho, I'm probably saying your name wrong and I apologize, says, can a newer boom arm carry the Rode pod mic? That's a good question. Um, and I don't know if I have the Rode pod mic on my list, but for $99, that's a pretty good broadcast mic as well. And it's made to be like a studio mic, sort of like what I'm using here. It's, I believe it's a pretty heavy, sturdy mic as well. So I, I think you could try it with the newer boom arm. It may be able to hold it, but you may want to go with something more sturdy like the, the Rode PSA-1 or the Heil, uh, the Heil boom arm as well is a real sturdy one. But it might work with that. I, I just felt like once I got this mic, I needed something uh, just a little stronger and sturdier. Sherry says, wish it had an easier way to add pictures to show with hosts. I don't like having to do overlays or screen shares. Okay, um, you you know, with a screen share, you, you can just upload the picture as a, as a single screen share. You don't have to share a website or, or anything. You can do what I'm doing with these, these cards here uh, to give some context to what I'm, what I'm talking about. Uh, the other thing with overlays is you can do transparent overlays, but I understand that's probably a lot of work. Uh, question from Brian. Does that mean we can play copyright music on live streams on YouTube if it comes from that Amazon feature? It does not. <laughs> that is up to Amazon, YouTube, the artist. There's a lot more that goes involved. I'm not, I'm not even going to touch that to say yes I, I don't think so 
would be more interesting to know is if you were going live on Amazon, if you could use that music. But again, I would assume no. You always assume no if you didn't create it, unless the platform gives you the music and says it's royalty free, no license, use it however you want, use it for commercial reasons, use it, you know, uses. Um, I, I would be very, very careful. Uh, Jesse Guthrie says uh, he used Photoshop and After Effects for the graphics that we're seeing here, I imagine. He's talking about uh, Jesse contributed these, uh, these great graphics uh, that you see in the background with the uh, blue colors and the logo. Uh, thank you, Jesse. Again, we really appreciate uh, your contributions. Um, let's see what other questions we have. Dana Benz says she's watching on YouTube today. Thanks, Dana. Uh, Denise says, how do you get your appearance so clear? Mine is blurry. I would need to know what camera you're using. Uh, part of it is using uh, a camera with a large sensor. I'm using a Sony a6400, and I'm using it through a capture card to bring it in. So picture from a mirrorless camera or a DSLR is likely to be clearer. Uh, but I think also, here's a here's one thing. I know this sounds ridiculous, but make sure to clean your lens off. If you're using a webcam, sometimes just cleaning your your lens can can make a big difference. Make sure you're hardwired. That will make a difference. If you're using Wi Fi, get hardwired or use those adapters that I was mentioning before. Those are some ways to improve the quality of your video. Also, webcams need lighting. They're not great low-light performers, so make sure you have adequate lighting as well. What is your background? What software? Um, so this studio background that I have is uh, from a video, a stock video, and I, I saved a what would you call it? I guess I saved the frame, right? Because uh, I saved the frame and, and ma we made some adjustments to it. But that's basically where I got the background from a stock photo, stock video library that I subscribed to. And I just liked it when I saw it. And, and that's what I did. But I'm using the green screen. So w once I have the green screen dialed in, then I just upload that as my background replacement. You can obviously change... You know, you can change your backgrounds uh, using the green screen. So that's a, a photo I took from from a meal. <laughs> that's when I was going to Portugal uh, and and so forth. So uh, that's that's all. I'm just selecting a high quality image and then, you know, making sure it's sized right. And you get the opportunity to crop it when you upload it. So if you're using StreamYard, uh, Kurt, you just go into uh, the settings and you can uh, add your your video, uh, your your background for the green screen. Mark says, "Gear, your invited your invited guests presenters are rarely going to have a pro mic. How much difference does that make?" So, I don't take this the same way as a lot of people. A lot of people, particularly who are podcasters want their guests to have either as good a sound or almost as good uh, as the host. Coming from radio, 
we never expected our guests to have as good a sound as we had in the studio. That just, it wasn't fair. I mean, we, people, people couldn't set up gear like this at home. So the bars, the bar has lifted a little bit because the fact that people do and can have these setups with computers now. Um, but I don't think the guest has to be at the same level as the host. I mean, in radio, it was simply like, get them to a phone. So if they got to a cell phone or a landline, that was that was good enough. And, you know, you could hear them and make out, you know, they weren't dropping. That was good enough. I, I think you want them to certainly wear headphones and use something other than the mic built into their webcam or the mic built into their computer. So using headphones that has a little mic on the headphones, using a little lav mic with headphones or earbuds, your iPhone earbuds are, are good. You can talk into the mic. You just make sure it doesn't jangle with your, you know, you get kind of tied up in your clothing or jewelry or anything like that. But um, essentially you don't need a lot uh, to be a guest, I don't believe. Um, it, you just have a quiet environment. Make sure your guest has a quiet environment. They know that if they're not wearing headphones or earbuds, that there's going to be a bad echo, uh, and you're going to hear them <laughs> echoing and the audience is going to hear them. So, uh, that, those are the main things. And then, you know, if you can avoid people using their webcam or built in mic, those are, those are your best bets to use either the mic on your, your earbuds or, uh, you know, I, I always say that I, I love that Samsung Q2U for most people uh, if they want to invest in something that they can use for not just being a guest one time, but over the years. Just taking a look at some of the other questions. Uh Johnny Bean asks, do you use a switching system or your mouse to switch things? I, I'm using my mouse right now. When I'm using a capture card, I'm using my mouse. But even when I'm using the A10 Mini Pro, which is a hardware switcher, that only is switching the video feed. So if I have two video feeds or I want to fade to black or something like that, I would use that switcher, but otherwise I'm using my mouse. I know a lot of people use like the, uh, the Elgato stream deck and they program that. Um, I, I probably could set up hotkeys perhaps. I don't know if I can do that in, in Streamyard or not, but some apps let you do that. Um, but I've just gotten comfortable using my mouse. And so that's, that's how I do it. Uh, Mark says, how important is it the a pro mic for sound quality versus being a prop? How much better is the quality versus MacBook built in? Oh, I mean, it's day and night. I'm not using the mic as a prop. I'm, I'm using this because it sounds... This is the right mic for what I'm doing. I, I, there's, no, there's no idea that I'm going to put a mic in front of me to, because it, you know, I think it looks cool or something. I'm doing this because I get the best sound quality and to give the best audio experience to people who are listening, whether they're watching and listening or, or just listening. Um, the difference between using earbuds that have a little mic on them and using the web, the uh, mic built into your laptop, that difference is enormous. 
So, and the difference between a USB mic and the mic built into your laptop is enormous, a budget USB mic. So the difference, obviously, between a broadcast mic, uh, you know, a pro broadcast mic and a, a built-in mic in your laptop is going to be more than enormous. Now, they may be getting better over time, but I haven't heard anybody say that, you know, they would recommend going with uh, the built-in mic. Uh, official gold digger asks, uh, can I add a screen like my computer screen live in the live stream? Yes, uh, you can, you can share your screen using the screen share option. Uh, and you can actually not only select, uh, to share your screen, or if you have an external monitor, like I, I have a two monitors set up right now. So I'm, I'm sharing these slides from, the external monitor, but it's all through my computer, the same computer that I'm streaming from. And I'm just using the screen share. I bring it up. You can select to share your entire screen. You can select an application window and just share what's in that application window. And you can also share a Chrome tab. And if you want to play a video longer than five minutes, you can also play that from a Chrome tab and enable the audio. If anybody could translate for me, I would love it. If you could translate this and enter it into the chat. <laughs> I don't have time to translate, but I would love to answer the questions. Um, just taking a look back early in the show to see if I missed anything. You're watching StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. This is the show every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Johnny Bean says, yeah, use a pro mic if possible. Uh, Dr. Lab or Labby is watching from Nigeria as a total newbie. This is a great education for me. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for joining us from Nigeria. Uh, Johnny says, yeah, I use my mouse too. LOL. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, That's another option. And I know people who do that if they want a certain quality Ian Anderson graces, you could always send them a Samson Q2U or another mic, uh, similar mic, as a gift and say, here, we're going to get that audio quality and you can use it forever. Or some people send it and ask for it back. But either way, uh, you can help your guests up-level their audio because with a USB mic, they just have to really plug it in and, and not make a lot of noise while they're, they're going live. And Ian offers another piece of, of excellent advice, which is you want to make your guests at ease. Don't get them stressed with too many tech requirements. Rakshana says, hello, is it possible to go live with StreamYard from a smartphone? Absolutely. We've added in the last, I don't know, three months, five months, we within this year we've added mobile hosting uh with StreamYard so you could always go on as a guest but now you can actually host the show from your mobile phone 
what you do is you use your phone's native browser. So if you're in an iPhone or an iPad, you're going to use Safari. If you're in an Android, you're going to use the Android native browser. And so you're not going live from an app. But other than that, it, you go in and it's amazing how similar the experience is and how, how just about all the features that you get on the desktop laptop version are available in the mobile version. The only thing you don't have is screen share. But you can, for example, you know, what I'm sharing right now with my screen share, I can also uh, just, if I have these slides, I can also share them as overlays, either through making transparent overlays or just putting them on and taking them off as I, as I talk about uh, a subject. Selena says, do you recommend a capture card? That's, a, that's an interesting question. As Canon has recently released a beta version of software that actually lets you connect through USB straight from the camera as, and, the ca and the computer or the app that you're going to, like StreamYard, will read it just from USB as a webcam. The size of the video, the resolution of the video, rather, the quality isn't, I don't think is as good as, as going with a capture card, but you save money, you save time. I think it's worth trying to see how it is. Uh, if it really works well, then you, you know, you could go without the capture card. Uh, I don't know that Sony has something like that. It may be coming. Uh, but if you're a Canon user, you, you have that option. Johnny says, I, I connected my Amazon to Twitch. Did you get a YouTube option? You can play anything on Twitch. Yeah, um, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but I will mention that uh, the Amazon Music live streaming is being powered by Twitch. It's It's connecting with Twitch for that live streaming capability, but it's going live through the Amazon and within the Amazon music app. Dr. Tachi concurs on cleaning the lens. Michael Kenny says the same thing about the pod mic being pretty heavy for its size, meaning you may want to go with a, a stronger boom arm for that. Jody says transparent overlays are her go-to, uh, and so that is good. Let's see, uh, just scrolling back. Can you rate your broadcast of how amazing the more tricks to the air to make it perfect? Can you rate your broadcast of how amazing the days were and more tricks on air to make it professional? I probably could, but we wouldn't get to too many questions. So, uh, Amy J says, uh, really enlightening, Ross. I'm learning a lot. Thanks for sharing. Okay, let's see what's what's any new questions have come in. Uh, Brad says, been having a feedback issue with my guests on StreamYard. No feedback when they are on alone. Feedback when we are on together. I am clear. They sound terrible. They wear earbuds. Is this something that I'm doing? Let me think for a second. Feedback when they're on alone. Feedback when we're on together. 
It's probably an issue with your mixer or audio interface. Uh, what that would be, I, I couldn't tell you without looking at it. And even then, I might not be able to tell you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, Brad. Uh, but I would say look at, at, at your settings on your audio interface and uh, or, or mixer, whatever you're using, to, uh, to send the audio and video. The audio, rather. Curtis Brooks Media. MC Curtis says when using a DSLR as a webcam, the image is compressed as opposed to HDMI out from the DSLR. Thank you, Curtis. That's really uh, something I was sort of trying to say and didn't say nearly as eloquently. So thank you for, for sharing that. Do you have a tutorial? Uh, Dana asked, do you have a tutorial for using the screen share? I am learning as I use StreamYard. Uh, yeah, I have. You could go to my Livestream Universe channel, uh, youtube.com slash Livestream Universe, and I have a video that talks about, uh, I think it's called Longer StreamYard or Longer Video Clips in StreamYard, something like that. And that'll talk about not only uploading video, but how to use it should cover how to use screen share. If it doesn't, or you still have more questions, message me and I'll I'll do a tutorial video on that. Michael says Sony now has uh, DSLR to webcam software, but currently only works on Windows. Okay, so that's why I don't know about it. <laughs> uh, do you know how it's been? Do you use uh, a, a Windows or you you totally Mac uh, as well? I'd love to know how that works or how it compares to Canon's uh, software for for making a DSLR into a webcam. Well, I appreciate all these great questions. We're we're up to to uh, three o'clock already. It's it's been a lot of fun. I hope. You learned, uh, you learned something from it. I do want to hit this one question. Do you think a mixer is necessary? Uh, a mixer depends on how much control you want to have and also what kind of mic you have. So if your mic only has an XLR connection, uh, which is that three-pronged cable, then you have to use a mixer or an audio interface. Uh, otherwise, a USB mic works well for people, but if you want to have more control, perhaps, uh, uh, you know, use a better preamp that powers the mic, then you would consider using a mixer or audio interface. I don't think they're necessary for most people. I think it's something you do for yourself because you want that extra, you know, just that extra control, that extra quality, or because you're doing a project or you're doing something that you feel requires it, or you've just been doing it for a while and you say, I want to try something next level up. But no, I don't think it's a requirement at all. So as I was saying, thank you all so much uh, for being there. I, I hope this was helpful. I hope uh, you, know, you, you come away with something that you can use uh, on, on your show, on your broadcast. And uh, thank you again. And check out uh, I'll put up those links again because uh, there's a lot more gear that, that you can look at. And some of these links are, are affiliate, and I don't care whether you use the affiliate or not. It's just this is where I've set it up. So 
Amazon.com slash shop slash iRossBrand. You can go to LivestreamUniverse.com slash resources where I have a lot of other resources listed and I write, you know, kind of a, a short review of things. And then LivestreamDeals.com has menus with microphones and audio interfaces and all the cameras. And I also group products together and have, you know, a, a little intro sentence or two and about it to explain why you would get something from that class of product. So hopefully that, that helps again. Uh, it's, it's great having you with us. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and I just want to, uh, share as I go back and now forward Streamyard connect, uh, is our show. We're on every Wednesday, 2 PM Eastern tomorrow night, Thursday, 8 PM Eastern. It is Streamyard spotlight. That's where, Dana and Kelsey interview you. They interview StreamYard users about how they're using StreamYard, how they're using it for their broadcast, their business, for outreach. And they have uh, great guests from the community on. Also, Sunday nights, it's time to ask your questions about StreamYard and find out what's new, what, what features and use cases are being introduced and that's Gage and Dan, the co-founders. Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern is the StreamYard Town Hall. You can always find these shows on the StreamYard Facebook page and other destinations across social media. Thanks again for being a part of the show. And have a great, great evening, everybody. Take care.